Welcome. <laughs> Do I sound angry? I'm so worked up right now. I am experiencing road rage for this episode. I'll tell you why in a little bit. In the meanwhile, my name is Sarah. You're listening to Stay Awake While Driving. That's what we're going to try and get you to do. Introductions are boring, though. So let's cut this one short and get right to it. Five words today for you to memorize. And they go like this. And I really feel like you're going to figure out what it is they have in common, too. Maybe not like the first three words. You're going to go, I no. You're lying to me, Sarah. I don't know what these have in common. But maybe by four and five, I'm feeling it for you. Here they are. The first word is lovage. L-O-V-A-G-E. Second word, savory. Third word, lavender. The fourth word is basil. We're getting warmer. Fifth word, oregano. Any ideas what they have in common? Lovage, savory, lavender, basil, and oregano. Put me on pause. Say those over to yourself a few more times. Get them memorized because I'm going to quiz you on them later on in the podcast. Actually, at the end, you get a point for everyone you get right. Plus, you get a point if you figure out what, why, why, why these five words are in the same category. And you know what points are worth? Nothing, especially when I'm angry. Okay, I, I promise I'll tell you why I'm having road rage, but... We'll do that right after we do brain teasers. What do you think? Should we do brain teasers? I have some. I had some. I recorded this three times already. That might give you a clue as to why I'm crabby. We're going to tease your brain. Here's the first one. What goes through cities and fields and sometimes mountains but never moves? Roads. A road never moves. This one sounds totally creepy, but I promise you it's not. Take off my skin. I won't cry, but you will. What am I? I'm an onion. Make you cry. You got that one, right? Maybe? Yeah. Now that I said it. (laughs) I know. They're like always so obvious ones. I know the answer. This one might sound a little mathy, but I think you can do it without paper and pencil while you are attentively driving. Here we go. I have a box. It is 10 inches long, 5 inches wide, and 5 inches tall. Tell me how many quarters, United States quarters, can I put into my box until it is no longer empty? You're going to kick yourself on this one, or you're going to kick me. It's one. You want to know why? Because after you put one in, it's no longer an empty box. (laughs) Told you. What is made of water, but when you put it into water, it dies? An ice cube, or ice into water. And finally, I come in different shapes and sizes. Parts of me are curved. Other parts of me are straight. You can put me anywhere you like. However, there's only one right place for me. What am I? If you guessed puzzle piece, give yourself a point. Point for every brain teaser you got correct. Quickly, I'm going to tell you why I am experiencing road rage about this episode. 
I've recorded it three times. I've had computer problems three times. The third time, I had recorded it, recorded it, it, edited it. Ooh, those are hard past tense words. Mixed it down, added the music, blah, blah, blah. Like moments from putting it up on the web and my file became corrupted. That was after three hours. Okay, I'm going to say three because I'm already like super mad that I spent that much time and actually it was way more and it's very embarrassing. It takes me that long to make like 13 or 14 or 15 minutes of content. I really need to get way more efficient at this or this project's over. Any hoodles, please feel free to pause right now, take a moment and laugh heartily at my mistake of not having a backup file. That was my own darn fault. But if you are laughing at me, this is where I'm going to cut you off and flip you the bird in my virtual road rage. Not really. It's my own fault. I'm mad at myself. Do you get road rage? Do you drive in a place where road rage is a thing? I really don't. The only road rage I really experience is when I am having to drive on icy, snowy roads. I hate that situation so much. It makes me angry. Uh, But I don't have people cutting me off. I don't live in a high population density area, high density population. You know what I'm saying. Not a lot of people driving on the road. The things you have to look out where I live are wildlife, deer, turkeys, birds that want to fly right out in front of your windshield, that sort of thing. I don't really have any experience with people road raging on me either. I mean, I'm sure people have been ticked off at my slow... (laughs) slow decision to change lanes and stuff like that in cities where people are, you know, maybe that's you. Maybe you're super good at that. I mean, that's a skill I don't really have. I can get myself through a city, but that's about it. Enough with the world's smallest violin. I'm over it. We're moving on. Here's a topic for this episode. Tell me about one of the oldest people you've ever met and interacted with, and what did you learn from them? And if it's a relative, say that it's, you know, your grandparents or something and or your parents and you say, oh, well, I learned everything I know from them. Okay, that's fine. And that may be true. And that may be your whole entire story about that. But if it is, then maybe think of a person who you aren't related to that the world kind of threw you in with as far as somebody later in their life and you got to spend time with them, experience them and learn something from them because of the fact that they were older. If you are an older person now, think about someone who you met earlier in life, and that would be an interesting twist on the story. How does it feel looking back on your interaction with that person, you know, when you were younger, and now that you are the older person, does it change any of that memory for you, any of the way you feel about that person? Do you have a new respect, or do you have more understanding? Hmm, that would be an interesting take on this. So go in any sort of direction like that, which creates a story in in your mind. Remember, say it out loud. It helps a lot. gets you further down the road. And you know, that is my number one goal here. If you do need inspiration, here's my story of Helen. She's a great friend of mine. She's 96 years old. She's going to be 97 next month. She is truly amazing. I met her because she was a volunteer at the place that I work. Vibrant energetic. She owned her own home, took care of the whole thing. I would find her doing leaf blowing in the driveway when she was well past 90. Helen, you don't have to do that anymore. Honestly, you can have other people do that for you. No, I just, I had to get outside and I had to blow these leaves out of the driveway. She finally did move away a couple of years ago. She moved further south to be a little bit closer to where she had spent some time 
it was when her kids were growing up and stuff. That's where she moved back to. But she did not move into assisted living. She moved into an apartment. She still drives. Now, I have ridden with her recently, and she is not terrifying to ride with. So it isn't one of those situations where, whoa, she drives, but maybe she shouldn't. Helen takes no medication. She has all of her original parts, even her teeth. (laughs) The only thing she's had replaced are her knees. And when they put those in a couple few decades ago, they never expected the person they were putting them in to last this long into their lives. So I'm sure she's way worn out the warranty on her knees. The things I've learned from Helen are she remembers World War II, for example. She remembers rationing. And just the stuff that I've learned from her is the firsthand perspective of all that history. Think about all that history she has lived through, experienced firsthand. This isn't a story of my parent did this or whatever. She actually lived through this stuff. It's really, truly incredible. I find it to be fascinating. I love listening to her talk. She thinks that's really funny. I'm like close to the age of her great-grandchildren almost. And, um, she finds it funny that I would be interested in her stories. But I really, honestly, legitimately, I am. I'm interested in them. I I really enjoy her company. I also learned from her, you can be dynamic well into your 90s. Interacting with Helen makes me realize that being in one's 90s does not mean that there isn't a possibility of being a dynamic, vibrant person, if that makes any sense. It does to me. (laughs) It gives me hope. It's great. I love it. Thank you, Helen. Thank you for being in my life. We need a reminder on the five words today, and I'm thinking that you probably, maybe, I'm hoping that you've kind of guessed what makes these five words common with each other. They are lovage, L-O-V-A-G-E, savory, lavender, basil, and oregano, or as they say in England, Oregano. We're going to do some trivia. Who in 1993 became the first female U.S. Attorney General in American history? Janet Reno. Name the author whose works include The Hunt for Red October and Clear and Present Danger. Did you hear me slightly pause on... The Hunt for Red October. I always say that title wrong. I work with books, and I still mess up. I call that one, how do I say it? Hunt for the Red October. Hmm, that's wrong. The Hunt for Red October was written by Tom Clancy, who was second only to Elvis Presley in terms of total records sold in the 1950s. This might surprise you. It was Fats Domino. What type of tree grows acorns? An oak tree. Finish the title of this Shakespeare play. The Taming of the... Shrew. To which country does the island of Crete belong? Greece. By what name was Cassius Clay later known? Muhammad Ali. Who created the screenplay for the original Star Wars movie? 
George Lucas. How did Buddy Holly die on February 3rd, 1959? Airplane crash. Bonus point. Do you know what that day has has come to be known as? The day the music died. How many hearts does an octopus have? Three. What is the band name of siblings Lynn, Jenny, and Jonas? They spent six weeks on top of the Billboard 200 in 1995 with their debut single, The Sign. Mm-hmm. Ace of Bass. I never knew they were siblings, actually. Name the original crime series that aired on NBC from 1951 to 1959, and it also takes its name from the word which means a system of coordinated measures for apprehending criminals or suspects. Yeah, um, I wouldn't have known that, except it just sounds like Dragnet. If you guessed Dragnet, you were correct. And finally, who was the last czar to rule Russia? Nicholas II. And that's trivia. Let's wrap up this episode with the five words that you're supposed to memorize. Point for everyone you have memorized and remember, because here we go. You're going to give them to me right now. The words are lovage, savory, lavender, basil, and oregano. And did you figure out what they have in common? If you said that they're all plants or growing things, that's cool. I'm cool with that. I'm easygoing, except I've just been crabby this whole episode. I'm easygoing. No, I really am. It's up to you. You're making up your own points and score system, so who cares? But if you're getting more specific, the thing I was going for is that they are all herbs. Alrighty, Rue, I'm leaving this episode here, and I'm going to leave my anger behind. I'm also leaving you behind, but hopefully I'm leaving you more ahead, you know, further down the road a little bit. Remember to visit my website, stayawakewhiledriving.com, to leave me some feedback, or if one of your stories really came together well and you'd like to share it with me, I would love it, especially if it's um, the topic of the older person that you met and interacted with in your life. I am such a sucker for those sorts of stories. I just love them. Till we spend some more time visiting on the road, you take care. Take care.